welcome back to Descartes Pod. I'm Jenna, and this week we are here with a special bonus episode of sorts. We're going to talk Gaylor. Y'all, it is big, it is getting bigger, and I have a lot of people in my DMs about it, and I was like, you know what, we just need to do an episode about the whole concept of Gaylor Swift, and, you know, especially with the lead up to Midnight's coming out in nine days, what the fuck? And, uh, of course, I had to have Cam back on from what I will say podcast, my bestie in the business. Please welcome back to the podcast, Cam. Oh, my gosh, Jenna, you are too kind. I'm thrilled to be here, thrilled for Midnight's Era, and thrilled to talk some Gaylor basics with you and your listeners. Yes. Uh, you know, you were on back in June, and mm-hmm. back then we talked kind of like an overall concept about Gaylor But we also spent a lot of time talking about queerness in general and queerness in the Bachelor world because Bailey, which is the relationship with Becca Telly and Haley Kiyoko, had just gone live, you know, live to the to the public, and I got emotional there, y'all. And uh, yeah, so had Cam on because Cam had done an episode about Bailey like six months prior. Mm-hmm. And I love that episode. I love the entire podcast. And you came on and we talked it and it was amazing. Good times. Good times. Love when I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But for those who did not listen to that episode or just it's been a while since, let's like talk about a little bit who you are, Cam, and where can people can find you and what you're doing? Sure thing. Well, um, I, like many, got hyperfixated on weird stuff during the pandemic. Um, Taylor Swift's personal life being one of those things. <laughs> um, I got really into it. I started a blog about it. Then I started a podcast about it. Um, now everybody can find me. My podcast is What I Will Say, wherever you get your podcasts. Um, and of course, you can find me on Instagram at What I Will Say, TikTok at What I Will Say. There's some great intro videos there. And um, I have a blog at whatiwillsay.tumblr.com. So come hang with me. We do this all the time. Yeah. Um, and I just, I, I love talking about pop culture with a queer lens. I love understanding, um, I love pop music and I love understanding that music um, through, first of all, who are all these songs are about? That's mm-hmm. something I'm very into. Be mm-hmm. that be it about queer topics or not, I mm-hmm. really love to find out the musicship of songs. And I also love saying, okay, and what's gay about this? Because I can always find something. <laughs> <laughs> Same. Yeah, our our listeners and people who follow us know that that's what I do, even just with The Bachelor. You know, it's just like any little thing. I'm like, uh, that's gay. hundred <laughs> percent. And that's really the only the only way to go through this uh, gay earth, I think. Yeah, truly, truly, truly. Yeah. And, you know, finding community in spaces that typically don't seem very gay, I think is so, so, so important. And I know that I personally have experienced the like benefits and the beauty of that within Bachelor Nation, finding queer community in something that people really think is quite straight is just, it's really wonderful. And like, you know, pop music. Yeah. I mean, I think first glance, a lot of people just assume it's a very straight thing, right? But there are so many queer pop stars and whether they're closeted or not. And, you know, Madonna just came out. <laughs> she was already out, right? Oh, exactly. We all knew. We all, all already knew, knew right? <laughs> Is that, I'm not making that up. We knew she was bisexual before this, correct? Correct. Okay, cool. I'm glad I thought so because I would have, 
Like that's the Madonna's always the example I bring up. You know, people ask me what's going to happen. What would happen to the, you know, how would it change the world if Taylor Swift came out? And I would say, nobody's ever come out in the Heights. You know, nobody in her position, the most famous pop star in the world has ever come out in the height of the career. And then I would say Madonna's out, but you know, she did that later in the limelight, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh, which more power to her. She can do it whenever she wants. Mm -hmm. But, um, Mm -hmm. so I hope I wasn't making that up. Like, Mm -hmm. cool. Good to know. know. (laughs) Exactly. But it is funny to see already people like certain youths mm-hmm. being like that now. I don't know. Did she come out? You don't know. It's like, y'all. Oh, well. man. <laughs> she's been out and she's just confirming it or having fun or whatever, you know. 100%. Let's 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 be real, y'all. Um, So, yeah, like I said earlier, you know, Midnight's is coming out on October 21st. And this is the new album for Taylor Swift, where she in the prologue says, a bun- you know, amongst the many things that are really beautiful and very dramatic and emotional that she, you know, this is an album that will span 13 sleepless nights in her career. And Things that have kept her up in the middle of the night, twisting in her self-made cages, closet anyone, and, you know, talking about making choices that might be life-altering mistakes, and, you know, it ends with meet me at midnight, and there's been just a lot of excitement in the Swifty community as a whole about, like, what does this mean meeting Taylor at midnight? She's been very secretive this entire rollout, and... It's like, what is it? Like, you know, what are we, what is she going to do? There's been a lot of amazing theories about like burning the lover house down with, you know, Mm. there's a reference of she holds a lighter in the album cover and you, you know, the beautiful thing that I've experienced as becoming a Swifty since like November is that obviously there is so many amazing rabbit holes, pun intended, that you can go down and figure out little things and Easter eggs. Some of them, of course, as you'd like to joke on your podcast are a little bit much, like we don't need to be doing like, you know algebra no calculus no geometry well maybe a little little. like a a dash of geometry but it can't go beyond that you know what i mean you can use two proofs and then you've got to put the theories down because taylor's theory you know taylor's easter eggs are you know this is kind of a misconception or easter eggs are usually kind of simple Mm -hmm. but that's something we go on and on about on my podcast sometimes we we even overestimate her but Mm -hmm. um still with an album on the horizon what's horizon like midnight horizon (laughs) um under the waning moon um you know i i think uh all bets are off and everything's Mm -hmm. fair play Mm -hmm. right now Mm -hmm. i mean we're t minus eight days to the album um now i will say a lot of people there's a buzz you were kind of alluding to it Uh, is she gonna come out or not Mm -hmm. um yesterday was the 11th october 11th national coming out date and she didn't move a peep (laughs) and it did make me bring my hopes down a little, and I think mm-hmm. we should keep our hopes low anyway. You're right. But I was sitting at a bit higher percent. I think she's going to come out. Now it's a little lower. Mm-hmm. So there's where I'm at with that. Yeah, same. I, I go back and forth every day a little bit. It's, it's yeah, it, and it, we'll get into things later on when we talk about the overall concepts of like speculation and things like that and no one needing to come out, et cetera. But yeah, she doesn't need to, but it would be exciting. And I, I don't know, like, I think a lot of us really felt like something, you know, when she announced it, like something stirred mm-hmm. in most of us. Yeah, agreed. And let me just say to the person listening that you're about to turn the pot off, you're kind of turned off by mm-hmm. this. Mm-hmm. Bear with us. Because I know what you're thinking. I know you're thinking it's rude to speculate. I know you're thinking, how could you really know? And I know you're thinking, ah, you really sound like those Larry freaks. <laughs> Bear with us. 
you know, I think I, I'm a very skeptical person. Um, I don't believe in a lot of fantastical stuff. I'm very grounded and I think I can, I can at least entertain you for an hour, if not convince you of something. Please. Yes. Please. To my listeners, let's get into it. So, uh, we wrote up some beautiful notes. Cam mostly did. And we're going to go into a bunch of different factions of the concept. Like this is a one-on-one on Gaylor. I will also say really quick, if you're listening and you're like, who gives these bitches the right to like give a one-on-one course? No one. We're not the authority by any means. Cam has been working this space for three years basically, but no one's an authority. We are just talking about what we believe and what we think and what we've seen and pretty reasonable, you know, concepts right uh so if you don't agree with everything we say that's totally fine actually super great Mm -hmm. in fact that's awesome and uh yeah but we do we just want to kind of get into it because the community has exploded in the last couple of months so yeah let's get into it so first we're going to talk about kind of the best galer evidence outside of ships and we'll get into ships later (laughs) y'all right so if you just want to hear like okay i get it she's flirty with her friends that are girls that doesn't mean anything what's brass tacks we're going to talk about that now and i think that's really important and if that's where your mind went i salute you because Mm -hmm. who cares about ships anybody can look at their best friend lovingly especially when your best friend's a a beautiful actress or model um but this is stuff that's outside of taylor's sus little fun relationships and just almost exclusively her own words and some other really interesting like industry tea um so the first thing that comes to mind always is taylor released a documentary at the end of 2019 or beginning of 2020 called miss americana she produced it uh, she worked closely with the director so she was the executive producer and she had creative control over this project this was not a gotcha moment that someone snuck in on her this is something she approved to be in a documentary produced by herself about her life she was with brendan yuri um, describing how the music video for the song me was going to be and she said i want um emo kids you know theater boys um dancing dancing you know for for brendan that's very much his part of it all and and she said everything that makes you you we want that in the music video i'm paraphrasing bear with me um jenna feel free to pop yeah. in the clip if you want but <laughs> um and then for herself she said you know and for me it's gonna be um cats country western boots gay pride everything that makes me me Oh Taylor, God. are you trying to tell us something? Oh. So we know cats. We know Taylor's famous for her three cats. Um, they're basically celebs in their own right. We know Taylor's country roots. We know all about teardrops on my guitar and Hey Steven and all of that good stuff. How her Nashville roots. Gay pride. <coughs> now, how does that define Taylor Swift? How does that make her her as a person? And in this music video, she goes on to do a big pansexual flash mob with a bunch of pansexual pastel um, women in suits. And then she leads a gay pride parade and she has the parade attendees pick her up and hold her under a rainbow. So I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I get to call anyone gay who does that. Yes. Even if she's not gay, she walked up to me, slapped me in the face and said, you better call me gay. That is what that sequence is. Right? Am I wrong? Am I wrong? Come on, people. Yeah. (laughs) So gay pride defining her. That's really intense. 
that's something really intense for just really, an, an ally to yeah. say. Yeah. And, and, and kind of a little problematic if you are an ally. Right. Meaning if she's straight, she deserves to be bullied anyway. <laughs> um, I'm kind of kidding there. I don't think anyone should be bullied. We'll get to community rules down the line. Don't worry. Um, so let's talk about, we're going to go away from Taylor's own words for a minute. And this is a bit controversial, yes. but it is a bombshell. And I'm sorry, I'm here for facts. I'm here mm -hmm. for the truth. Mm -hmm. And um, there's a designer named Christian Siriano. And a gayler TikToker made a video explaining this theory that Taylor was going to come out and wear a rainbow dress that Christian Siriano himself designed. Um, they were the, the rumor went around and, you know, there was theories that the the panels under the dress matched Taylor's skin tone. And mm -hmm. uh, some people made some fan art of Taylor in the dress and Christian interacted with that fan art in mm -hmm. some way or another. So a Gaylor's mm -hmm. on TikTok um, describing um, what happened um, and, you know, describing that theory and saying Taylor was the idea is Taylor was going to come out, you know, as not straight and wear this to a pride parade. Christian Siriano, from his Blue Check account, duetted this video, put the camera on the dress, just had the camera rolling on the dress while the gayler is over on the other half of the video explaining the theory. And then at the end, when the gayler says, and Taylor was supposed to come out, Christian himself walks over next to the rainbow dress and sips a cup of tea. Mm -hmm. So for people who don't speak, catty gay man that was him saying so true this is what happened yeah. taylor swift was going to come out and wear this dress that i designed for her to a pride parade and then she didn't um and mm, then he deleted this very quickly after mm -hmm. he deleted it mm -hmm. but not before i got a screen recording of it and it's on my blog um if you go to what i will say dot um and then how do you surf hashtag and then <laughs> Christian Siriano and you'll find it. It's fine. We'll figure it out. Um, just DM me. I'll send it to you. Um, so, and a Hollywood insider has said not only, you know, has said um, not only is Taylor Swift queer, she was going to come out and address that I designed for her. Yeah. So yeah. Um, that's pretty intense. I'm really not here for people who want to deny that that happened. Yeah. Yeah. It's not fun. It's like, because right. in the sense that it was like, you know, done potentially without, you know, her knowing to some extent, mm -hmm. but it, but it happened, you it know, it did happen. It did. Happen. I'm not, I'm, I don't think Christian was a real stand up guy for doing that, mm -mm. but he did do it. Yeah. And so if people want to know, oh, oh, this cam girl, she seems real confident that Taylor Swift is queer. Why is she? There's one of the major reasons. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then going to our third example is many times that Taylor takes ownership of pride. Um, you know, we mentioned earlier, gay pride makes me me, but in many like, you know, Instagram posts and speeches and things she will use, you know, she'll say, let's show our pride. Thank mm -hmm. you to the allies, you know, yes. like, and if you are an ally, if you are a straight ally, you would be you know, wording that differently. Yes. Um, you know, particularly the post where she made a very, you know, specific point to thank allies. Thank you to all the allies out there when, you know, that just sort of sets Taylor apart from the ally community. Yeah. And guys, if we take all these things one off one no. by one, exactly. sure. Okay. Right. Hey, Taylor's just bad at talking about X, Y, Z, or <laughs> that Christian guy must've had a 
had, you know, a feud or, or a, a bone to pick with Taylor and his talking shit. But it's it's the grand summation of all the mm-hmm. data we're about to cover. Mm-hmm. Um, and t- taking ownership of pride. Um, she also is in the habit of anytime she posts about pride, she always adds in a little caveat of <laughs> and let's remember um, the closeted people when we yeah. celebrate pride. Let's remember, yeah. you know, the people who haven't been able to live in their truth yet. Mm-hmm. She's always very much you know, hey, guys, let's not forget about the closeted people, which is a lovely sentiment. Of course. But kind of a weird niche one coming from like just a sh- normal straight ally. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. of course, yeah. we don't think Taylor's a straight ally. So there's more. Those are more of her own words. Let's show our pride. Thank you, all the allies to the gays. That's not me, by the way. I'm thinking you guys, <laughs> you know, um, gay pride makes me me. And then uh, let's take it to the lover era. So Mm -hmm. some of these is Taylor's own words, but some of it is just the era. So let me go ahead and say Taylor uh, uh, sold the lover album and era based on queerness. Um, You know, point blank, like literally Google it. If you forgot that era or are new to Mm -hmm. it, just Google it as I did today, just to look at the images. It's bi flag, bi flag, rainbow, rainbow, pansexual, pansexual. Like it's, just from her Instagram posts, from her photo shoots, from the literal album cover. It's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> she also almost named the album Daylight, Ugh. which you would hear, you know, Daylight. Oh, you've come out of the closet and see Daylight. Ugh. Um. So let's, the You Need to Calm Down video. Let's, let's spend a second on that. So Please. Taylor, in the You Need to Calm Down video, Taylor and all her gay friends, mm-hmm. um, stomp around a gay trailer park in a gay pride parade and fight off homophobic uh protesters right um there is a drag race and and drag queens um there are you know just all the queer uh pride flags are represented Mm -hmm. we see um the rainbow flag of course quite a bit we see um the flag that's associated with lesbians we see the flag that's associated with gay men and then there's two other flags that we see the bi pride flag, which Taylor puts on her head in the form of a wig. She also cleverly poses with the pansexual pride flag. Um, she poses in a pool. So you get this, her shirt is pink. Her mm-hmm. tube that she's sitting in the pool on is yellow and the pool is blue. That's the pansexual pride flag. Yeah. Um, and if anybody needs visuals of this, slide into my DMs. I'll show you. I've got the flags all mapped out. It's all good. I'll hook you up. Um Furthermore, the fact that the homophobes are protesting her. Right. You know, this isn't, you know, Taylor very well could have um, put herself outside of the parade or put herself as like the performing act Mm -hmm. at the pride parade. Mm -hmm. She even had um, drag queens and there was a Taylor Swift drag queen. So the Taylor Swift drag queen Mm -hmm. could have played her. You know, because surely a good straight ally like Taylor Swift would know not to center herself in a bunch of queer imagery as the main character right. of like a homophobic attack and a victorious pride parade. Yes. But literally. she did that. And, and, and if you didn't notice that and you just thought, Oh, Taylor Swift is showing how down she is with the gays. And like, that's a really fun, colorful music video. That's fine. Like it's not your job to know all this stuff, but right. it is my job. <laughs> and I'm telling you now, like I can see it sliding under a lot of people's radars. Of course. But, yeah. But if Taylor Swift is a straight person doing this again, terrible person and very very dumb person and i don't think taylor's terrible or dumb i don't know jenna do you no it's insulting it's really it's like insulting to be like oh my gosh you just didn't think about this excuse you what okay um yeah so 
So we have the bi pride flag on Taylor's head in the music video. We also have the bi pride bracelet. Um, Taylor had fans come. If you don't know about secret sessions, fans come to her house and get an early listen of the album. It's a big treat for her biggest fans on social media. And a young fan went. And one of the things Taylor had the like kids, I say the kids, the people who were in attendance at the secret sessions, the special event at her house, the album listing party. Um, one of the things she had them do was make like bracelets. And one person um, had just realized that they were bisexual and made a proud, a bi pride bracelet. Mm -hmm. It said proud and it had the bi colors Colors on on it. it. Yeah. Taylor took that bracelet from them, put it on her wrist, took a picture of it, turned it so you could see the word proud and the bi colors and put it on Instagram. Mm -hmm. And I was just looking at the photo today. It has all these other things that are Taylor related to, again, much like the Miss Americana thing. It had like Mm -hmm. the name of her cats. It had um fearless it had mm-hmm. lover on it um it had like things that were tailor tailor centric yes you know things so, she related to her albums yeah, things she related her to, cats yeah. mm-hmm. and by pride and by pride i mean same girl <laughs> fucking that same is, <laughs> that is a lot for a straight person to do yeah. that is a lot um it's a lot y'all it's a lot and this is just like a little bit of the things that <laughs> happened over the you know what like almost 15 years that she's been making music right Ooh. um another big point you let's go back to you need to calm down music video real quick um so Haley kyoko was mm-hmm. a, a guest in this music video one of the queer people proudly mm-hmm. marching around the mm-hmm. pride parade um Haley kyoko is known as lesbian jesus and um has always been out well, not always, but is now out and proud. And um, of course, now we know dating Becca Tilly. We love it. We love the Bachelor cameo. Um, but uh, Haley Kyoko was framed as the archer um, in the music video. Now, the archer was track five on Lover. If you don't know, a thing for Taylor is that her most sensitive, personal, digging deep, most painful song, she always slots at track five. That is a long Taylor tradition, and it yeah. is acknowledged by Taylor and Swifties alike. Yes. And the Archer um, on Lover, if you haven't heard it, great song, go stream, uh, is very much Taylor, you know, saying, um, I've got to tell, basically, I've got to tell everyone something. And if I do, is everybody going to stay? Who could stay? Who could stay? Um, Who could love me? Another line. Who who could go? Right. Another line. I've got a hundred thrown out speeches I never said to you. Oh, my God. I have chills. (laughs) So she's associating a proudly sapphic queer woman with that song that is so personal to her. It's just a lot. I mean, that's a choice. That's a choice if that song didn't have a queer meaning to it. I'm not saying it's not possible, but it would be a kind of intense, weird clumsy choice for a straight girl to associate Haley Kyoko with that song and like you said earlier the thing of like when we were talking about math and easter eggs if you have to go two or three points to make your point you Mm -hmm. might need to take it back and now if you look at a lot of these easter eggs from a queer lens not all of them right but if you look at a lot of the ones we're talking about a lot of the other ones that are out there when you do your like math for those it's one point or two points and she literally just put the bi pride flag like, on her head That's like you don't no have degrees to of separation right it's one degree of separation so for the straight explanation for that you'd have to like give maybe three or four explanations for the other option it's one so right. it's like we well, got to do that kind of math a little bit with some of these things you're like oh well maybe it could be but like okay so you have to give five reasonings why it could be whereas right. the 
the like the other side is just one so for like the lesbian jesus of it all it's like that's like a pretty one-to-one for me (laughs) you know maybe two (laughs) a sapphic woman is the archer the archer is the most personal song on taylor swift's album and it's about a hundred thrown out speeches i never said to you Oh, that one's one of my favorites it's like such a like a deep cuff. it's like one of my fucking favorites because it yeah. just makes me like I, that song makes me want to cry do yeah. we want to hop into a few gayler songs yes. that people should go check out i mean first let's start with the archer i mean we just described mm-hmm. it and you've got to listen to it mm-hmm. jenna what's next for you for me is the i mean i just always have to shout out the first song i ever listened to with the gayler lens which was treacherous mm. you know i think to some people it might not be like the most like it would maybe be on their top five gayler songs but for me, it is because when you listen to it with this lens, it's like it just hits you immediately. Like this is such a gay song of longing or desperately pining for somebody that you cannot touch. Have your lips as close to mine as long as they don't touch. I'll do anything you want as long as you say it with your hands. Like hands are gay, y'all. I'm so sorry to tell you this. Um, but then just there's, the, the, you know, slippery slope. It's treacherous, but I would fucking do it. And then also for me, my journey is a lot of the times I believe that she's talking about a queer relationship that she's in. She references late nights, Mm -hmm. you know, driving late at night. I will follow you anywhere in that song, you know, just to be with you at night with uh, one of my favorites. Headlines, headlights shine through the night. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, Mm -hmm. Treacherous agree, you know, very much about a secret love affair that she is very very nervous about very anxious about and we get taylor anxious on a lot of music and actually sometimes i mean for those of you who care i think taylor's bi i think she has a lot of yes. songs about men i think yes. she's with joe it's all good yes, but all good. um we'll get so sometimes taylor anxiously writes about men i'm not saying it's not possible but yes um treacherous is great i'm gonna go i'm gonna go balls to the wall i'm gonna go <laughs> hard on this one let's talk about seven. Oh yes um, now seven is about a childhood love, but mm-hmm. it is about a childhood love that has braids and plays with dolls. So uh, ostensibly a, a young girl childhood love, although rock right. on to yeah. the other young people who, you know, maybe don't identify as girls, but still play with dolls and have braids. Um, but, it, you know, growing up in Pennsylvania um, in the 90s, where Taylor was, whoever she's singing this song to, um, you know, it's probably a female love interest. And the line also includes... Uh, we won't have to be scared or hide in the closet. Mm. I'm sorry. In the closet? It's Taylor Swift. You know, she knows what that means. Y'all, Taylor does, you know, Taylor fucks with a double, entra- double entendre. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, She knows what hide in the closet means. She knows what in the closet means. It's Taylor Swift. She very easily could have said hide in the corner, hide in the cabinet, hide in the, you know. Under the stairs. Hide in, you know, hide yeah. in the cupboard. Yeah. I mean, very literally. Yeah. Same syllable, same starting letter, whatever she was going for. Yeah. But no, Taylor and this little girl can run away from the girl's angry dad and be pirates. Mm. We're all gay. That's another topic. We'll talk about it later. <laughs> uh, be pirates and they won't have to hide in the closet. I'm sorry. I'm done. I'm done. You know, yeah. I, I sound so fired up. It's all good. I've had a fired up day, guys. So yeah. Sorry. Well, no, this is how Cam and I, this is the, this is we it, get going. We just have fun. We're having fun, y'all. And yeah, for me, that song is also very gay when she talks about like, and our love will be passed down like folklore. Mm-hmm. I mean, yes. oh my God, like queer history is folklore, folk songs. Like it's, that's why that song, that's why that album is quite gay um, overall. But that is just a beautiful thing for me. It always gives me chills when I think about the idea of just like passing our love down 
you know, because mm-hmm. it's not written about the best movies were never made, people. Mm-hmm. Another yeah. Taylor Swift lyric. Yeah, I mean, it's just, and remember, remember, okay, if she said hide in the closet in a random song once and did that in a vacuum, listen, I'm not, I'm not lighting up the gay alarms, the mm-hmm. rainbow alarm mm-hmm. bells, but it's everything together. It's the grand sum of things. <laughs> um, what other songs do you think they need to go listen to? Another one is Cowboy Like Me, underrated okay. song of the decade. Cowboy Like Me is on Evermore. Please go listen to it with the lens of closeting and bearding actually mostly bearding rather um but of course you know you're perched in the dark um you're a bandit like me we can tell the rich folks anything they want to hear like it could be love um i could be the way forward in your career that doesn't say that but i could be the way forward as long as you pay for it the song is also about cowboys which is a very gay um theme as well you know, not just the Brokeback Mountain of it all, but like Brokeback Mountain was also, of course, based off of the concept of queer cowboys. So it's like, it's all built together, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that song really, that one really gets me. You know, that's a popular one with a lot of people. And I'll say it doesn't really do it for, for me mm-hmm. as a gay, but that's okay. But see, this is the point, guys. Mm-hmm. Like if you hear one of us saying like, oh, that's not really ringing the bell. It's okay. That's fine. Because mm-hmm. we don't have to agree on everything. Yes. Um, but I get, I hear you. I hear, you know, telling all the rich folks anything they want to hear. Like it could be love. Like it could be the real thing. There's something gay about. Also talking about skeletons in our closet. Yeah, oh, that's yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's that. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. I hear you. I hear you. Um, I'm going to go for the jugular and tell you guys about a little song called Wonderland. Oh, please. Now we're keeping this ship free. And so I don't even have to <coughs> explain um, Diana Agron's obsession with Alice in Wonderland. We'll skip that for now. We can come back to it if we like. But I'm just going to throw up, uh, throw out a couple lines. Um, so let's talk about the pre-chorus. Didn't they tell us don't rush into things? <laughs> that sounds like a, weir- a warning a lot of young queer people. Oh, it's just a phase. You'll get over it. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't you flash your green eyes at me? Haven't you heard what mm-hmm. becomes of curious by curious anyone minds Ugh. didn't it all seem new and exciting uh. i felt your arms twisting around me i should have slept with one eye open at night mm. um so let's talk about we get along in the song um so we went on our way to in love to think straight Ugh. all alone or so it seemed but there were strangers watching and oh. whispers turned to talking mm. and talking turned to screams mm. um this is a gay relationship broken up by gossip. If I've ever heard about it, curious minds, too in love to think straight. Your Honor, I rest my case. Oh, it's so good. Uh, Wonderland's good. a great one. Do, yeah. we, do we need one more, maybe, to round mm, it out? Yeah. I am. Um, oh gosh, gosh, gosh. I I guess honorable mentions. We can just list a couple. Ivy, dress, illicit affairs. Um, Betty, Dorothea. Two songs explicitly about women. And she tries to make excuses for it and say that Joe wrote Betty. And, eh, you know, I don't really know about that. I'm sure he helped here or there. But um, Taylor sure went up and sang that song with the whole chest. Dorothea, a song on Evermore, explicitly about a female love interest Mm -hmm. that Taylor sings from first person. There's no explanation for it. You know, she tries to make it sound like it's part of a story, but... It's just a love song to a woman that Taylor herself wrote mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. without Joe Alwyn. Out of the uh, woods, out of, out of the woods. 
out of the um, woods. We were in screaming color. Yeah. Yeah. And kind of getting, um, trying to keep your love secret. Uh, how yeah. you get the girl, Oh, how you get the girl, you know, Taylor's very big on the triangulation of desire. Um, that's like a queer concept about, you know, somebody will express their queerness by sort of expressing it through somebody else. So in this song, Taylor tells, a muse, a, yes. you know, ostensibly a male muse, yes. how yes. he can go get the girl. Yeah. So she yes. says, and then you say, I want you girl for worse or for better. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, Beautiful. Taylor sort of expressing her feelings for a woman through the lens of a man. Um, welcome to New York. She says, you know, <laughs> we've, we've broken our hearts. We moved to a new apartment. Our hearts are broken. We live in New York now and you can want who you want boys and boys and girls and girls so that's an explicit reference of course she kind of says oh i did that as like a pride thing but how many weird embraces with pride is this woman gonna have before we just call her what she is truly um if you want more dm either of us and we will give you a long list there's just a lot of songs are just like there's references in them too you know just here and there but the songs might not seem overly um gay and we're not even we're not even getting into that songs. some of these songs do com- <laughs> contain what seem to be explicit references to women that have been in Taylor's life. Yeah, we're, yeah, we're, exactly. We don't even have to talk about that with, to talk about the queer themes. Yeah. So. Oof, um, goodness. I know that was, I was like, when you're like, what other songs? I was like, well, there's some, but it's like, those are just <laughs> like, um, you know, yeah. Explicit references to people that I think, you know, so there's that. Right. So speaking of that, like speculation, let's get into this part of it. You know, I think um, if you've listened this far and you're mad at us, but let's talk about this. Why is it okay for us to speculate about this and to talk about it and to gossip right. about it? Right. So the first thing I'll say is, listen, gossip's tacky. I- I'll be the first to admit that, you know, sitting around, who's this song about? Whose love life is? What's going on with so-and-so's love life? I- I'm not saying that's like, you know, um, Pulitzer Prize winning things to podcast about. I'm I'm never going to claim that. But I do think it's okay to talk about it. And I want to tell you why. So in the case of Taylor Swift, um, she got rich and famous enticing the public to guess which famous men's her song were about. Um, She would publicly call them out, such as Joe Jonas on The Ellen Show. She has allegedly named songs after them. Style is supposed to be about Harry Styles. Dear John is supposed to be about Dear uh, John Mayer. And by the way, John Mayer, like, was upset that she called the song that. But that's, I digress on that. Um, She's hidden their names in liner notes, such as her poor high school boyfriend, Sam Armstrong, who she dragged and should have said no for, I guess, talking to another girl. She put his name six times in the liner notes. Sam, 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 Sam. What a freak. Um, and, and beyond that has left dozens and dozens of clues tying songs back to certain muses. Your Jake Gyllenhaal's, you know, um, your your Calvin Harris's, your, your Tom Hiddleston's, and of course, Joe Alwyn all over the place, right? Of course, yeah. Um, so if it's okay to speculate, but not know for sure what songs are about, you know, any any amount of guys, um, including guys she never dated. So mm-hmm. there's some popular Swifty theories that Wildest Dreams is about Alexander Skarsgård, who she met while filming The Giver, or that Come Back Be Here is about Zac Efron, who, you know, she was, she, she, um, was in part of a movie once for a second. <laughs> well, you know, and the funny thing is, is like they didn't meet during the filming of the Lorax because it wasn't filmed. It was voice audio, right. uh, you know, voice acted. And she even went out of her way to say, Zach and I are just friends. We really haven't even spent much time together because we recorded our parts, you know, in different <laughs> times, places and rooms. Um, but but, you know, regardless of all that, Swifties love to say come back to here is about, you know, Zach Efron, not all Swifties but some. 
lots of Swifties say Come Back Be Here is about Harry. They say it's even about Jake. Um, so as you can see, there is healthy debate in the fandom about, well, you know, it could be about this guy. It could be about that guy. Well, what if it's about this guy? She didn't even date him, but I think secretly it is. Mm-hmm. Um, that is Swifty culture. That is that is part of Taylor Swift's brand and marketing. Taylor Swift is worth probably over half a billion dollars by selling albums and tours and appearances and merch based on, hey, can you guess who this song is about? Like, not only does she write killer songs, of the course. stories that go with the songs are yeah. just absolute tea. Yeah. Um, so since Taylor has never told, said that she is straight, uh, we'll talk about a quote that's taken out of context where people try to say she did. But um, since Taylor's never said, hey, I'm straight, why can't we guess that some of these songs were about women in her life? No, she's never publicly admitted to dating one. But she's never publicly admitted to dating Alexander Skarsgård or Zac Efron. In fact, she publicly denied dating Zac Efron. So what I'm trying to say is that it's very normal Swifty culture to play this who's the muse of what song. Um, And it's homophobic to suggest that queer people can't join in that and, and apply it to women in her life. Particularly when the songs seem to have explicit references to women yeah. in her life. Yeah. She has written love songs about women. We talked about Seven, Dorothy, and Betty. Um, now, those might not be about any woman in particular. They could be about fictional women. But Taylor writes love songs about women. Mm-hmm. Um, so why is it a problem to assign those, those, you know, some of these songs, particularly those that seem to include explicit references to women in her life, to those women, right? Because well, um, Cam, because being gay is weird. Right. That's what it always comes down to, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. And, you know, some of the people who are most vehemently against Gaylorism are queer people. Mm -hmm. And I feel bad for those people because I don't think that they know it. But if 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 they don't get their backs up and freak out about someone saying come back, be here is about Zac Efron. Why are they getting their backs up and freaking out about me saying Wonderland's about Diana? Mm. Um, and to me, it's because um, they have internalized homophobia. And, and it, you know, I always use this example. So, you know, gay marriage became legalized in America in like 2015 or 2016, right? Um, sorry, I'm not a gay scholar. Um, Unlike Taylor. <laughs> Obergefell. Obergefell. Uh, that, that court case, I think, is um, – I think it's actually 2015, but I could be wrong. But um, – uh, the first lesbian couple to get married somewhere, you know, they they got married. They were the first ones to ru- go and grab their license. And it was like a really big deal. OK, we're the first lesbians to get married. A few years later, they got divorced. <laughs> um, they, they didn't work out like many, many couples don't. And, mm-hmm. and they got divorced and it made the newspapers. And a lot of gay people were mad at them. They were mad at yeah. them for not being good examples. Mm-hmm. And they, you know, they said, oh, we have to be better than them. That's homophobic. We don't have to be better than them. Mm. We just get to exist the same messy, clumsy, sloppy way that straight people get to exist. Oh. We get to have bad marriages. We get to end those marriages. And we get, yeah. get we get to get married on a whim if we want to, just like straight people can. We're not better. We're equal. We are better, but for other reasons. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> but um, so, you know, if you don't like gossip, fine. But if you're okay with het gossip and not queer gossip, that's, that's homophobic. Yeah, we, that's gossip good. may be messy. Divorce may be messy. Gossip and divorce may both be ugly, messy, tacky things to go through. I don't particularly think so, but I could see how someone could see that. But it can't be okay when straight people do it or apply straight lenses to things, mm-hmm. but not when queer people do it. That's homophobic. We get to be messy. We get to have fun. We get to gossip. It's human nature to do so. Thank you. So 
Um, those are some thoughts. I don't, Jenna, do you have anything to add to that rant? Only to say that we talked about this before, but if you didn't listen to it, the, the last episode, gossiping is also quite like kind of a queer thing to do, you know, like we do it in spaces where we don't know where there's other queer people. So it's a way for us to build community, to flirt. And then also I was seeing a TikTok that I was talking to somebody with the other day about, it's also like an element of like, if you grew up in a really hyper, maybe Christian household, or just a very like homophobic household, and your parents never talked to you about queerness, it was a off limits topic. And you were a budding queer person who is being told off limits. We don't talk about it. Mm-hmm. Talking about it as an adult with other queers is a healing experience. Like you weren't able mm-hmm. to talk about queerness in your childhood and we're allowed to talk about it. Why is it not okay to talk about it? Why is it, it is not okay? okay? I'm just like, seriously. So we can talk about it. And if you, I said this in a video the other day, if you get offended by somebody telling, if you're straight, you're fully straight and you do something kind of accidentally really gay. And somebody says that's, I mean, as I'm a queer person and that was pretty gay. If you are upset by that, you are not an ally. Take that out of your bio. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Take it out of your fucking bio. You're not an ally if it upsets you. You can apologize right. for doing it if you didn't mean to or whatever, but you, and you, feel free to reiterate. I hear you. I am straight, but like, that's a compliment because gay yes. people are cool. Like, yes. so, um, gay people are always at the front of the trends and the front of fashion and yeah. come on, it's a compliment to be yeah. said you d- to say you've done something gay, but yeah, a hundred percent to associate queerness with negativity for no other reason other than it's queer, you know, to say queer divorce is bad. Straight divorce is fine. It's homophobic, right? So just, and and here's the thing, guys. You can accidentally be homophobic and not be mm-hmm. a horrible person. Of course, yeah. Right. And right. we can all grow and learn. And yeah. you can be told, hey, that's actually homophobic. And it not mean you're horrible and not mean, it doesn't mean you hate gay people. It means, you know, you may have some latent, um, you know, you may be putting forth microaggressions that, hey, all you have to do is learn and you can do better. So if I, if, if you're someone who said like, oh, it's so nasty to speculate about people's sexualities, like that's fine. You know, you're not saying that because you're a horrible person or because you hate all gay people. You're saying it because you misunderstand the context around, you know, how gossip is queer culture and Mm -hmm. how you probably don't blink much of an eye when straight people do it. You just don't like it when it's queer. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm not addressing anybody specifically, but just the grand, you know, ether out there. Yeah. Um, so let me take a minute. You have probably seen on Twitter, if you've ever, you know, kind of nosed around this topic or wherever, seen people swear and swear and swear. Taylor has said the words, I am straight. <clears throat> this is a lie. Taylor has never said the words, I am straight. I'm straight. I'm exclusively attracted to men. I'm heterosexual. I'm proud to be a straight ally. She could say any of those things. Mm-hmm. She has a really big following on social media. She could go tweet that and I'm not saying all gailers would stop what they do, you know, stop doing what they do, but um, I think a lot would. And, you know, the conversation around Taylor Swift's queerness would change. For sure. All she has to do is identify herself as a straight person. It certainly would change for me. Mm-hmm. Um, now, what has she said? Well, the quote that people love to take out of context is Taylor's being interviewed. So um, this was in a Vogue um, spread in 2019. The interviewer says, I ask her, why get louder about LGBTQ rights now? Taylor answers, quote, rights are being stripped away from basically everyone who isn't a straight, white, cisgender male. I didn't realize until recently that I could advocate for a community that I am not a part of. Right. So at first, listen, you know, you might say, 
Okay. She's saying she's not a part of, you know, the straight white, like she's not, she's not a part of the gay community Mm -hmm. when she says that, Mm -hmm. but let's look at that quote again. So Taylor lists out four communities that rights are being stripped away from and that are under attack. She says everyone who is in a straight white cisgender male. So we're talking about queer people who are not straight people of color who are not white trans people who are not cis and women who are not male. These are people she wants to stand up for now. Um, And she says, I didn't realize I could stand up for them. Now, Swifties will say that this proves she isn't queer. But of those four communities, Taylor is a woman. She is a part of that community. Yeah. So she mentions women. You know, everyone who's not male, that's, you know, women and non-binary people and trans people. Um, uh, Everyone who's not male. She is a woman. She is not male. So she is a part of that community. So in this list, um, we know this list is not a list of things that Taylor isn't. She is white. Right. Well, so she she is a woman. So that's a community she's a part of. She's not a person of color. Yeah. So that's a community she's not a part of. Mm-hmm. Could that be the community she's talking about when she says, I didn't know I could stand up for communities that I wasn't a part of? Mm-hmm. Um, certainly, she is, a, she is a part of the one community. So she's a part of that community, but she's listing it in this quote anyway. And I'm not trying to say Taylor doesn't identify as a woman. What I'm trying to say is that in this list of things are communities that Taylor's a part of and communities that she's not a part of. So we know she's a woman, or at least presumably. Um, and we know she is white, so she we know she is not a person of color. Those are two communities, um, one she's a part of and one that she isn't. So how do we know if when she says straight, she's a part or n- a part of that community or not? Right. Yeah. And I know that's twisted, but you have to bear with me on the explanation and maybe <laughs> listen to it a couple of times. But um, she's listing out some random communities. And I think my take is that these two sentences are not connected. Yeah. They just sound connected in the interview. Yeah. So she's saying, you know, things are bad right now. Rights are being stripped away from basically everyone who is in a straight white cisgender male. That's so horrible. And by the way, like I haven't been very politically active, active. Because I didn't even realize I could advocate for communities such as um, people of color or trans people that I'm not a part of. Right. Because she is a woman. So she is a part of that community. Yeah. Right. So this is a quote that gets picked to death. I'm, you know, and I know I've, I've gone on and on about it and I thank y'all for your patience with that, but, um, yeah. And I'll give you the one, like, here's your, here's your like easy answer. Why it's mm -hmm. kind of uh not good proof to me is that it also this is a great thing to say if you're closeted if you are mm-hmm. closeted you would not say i'm a part of the queer community because you're not a, you're not out you know like you are right. inside but you wouldn't say that think about if you listen or were closeted at one point in your life or you are currently you wouldn't say that right. <laughs> you know and also you know, uh, and then like the little caveat as well of if you're bisexual, which I believe that she probably is, if I had mm-hmm. to put my personal money on it, a lot of bisexuals don't feel part of the community. We get gatekeeped for many parts of this community. Right. So, I mean, I personally didn't feel a part of the community until the last like five years. And one more note on this, um, these ticky tacky quotes, you know, sometimes celebs just say things. Mm-hmm. Um, so an example I love to use Jillian Anderson, queen of Queens, love that actress. She's a fave of mine and she is bisexual or 
pansexual fluid, something like that. She famously came out as bisexual, I believe, in the early aughts. She told a story even about a girlfriend she had had that was a very serious relationship. Um, And then a few years later, she was giving an interview and she mentioned, I'm a heterosexual woman. (laughs) Now, does this mean that Gillian Anderson is not queer? No, she would said that in passing because in the interview, she was trying to describe to the interviewer, um, he, you know, they were kind of saying, oh, is it so hard to pretend to be attracted to to your co-star? Mm-hmm. And she's saying, no, it's not hard at all. You know, I'm attracted mm-hmm. to men. No problem for me. And she just said it in passing. What she mm-hmm. was trying to communicate was not that she's heterosexual or straight. She was trying to communicate. It's no problem for her to act attracted to men because she mm-hmm. is. That's the easiest way for her to say it. Yeah. After that, in recent years, she has, you know, come back out and confirmed, yes, I do not, uh, the the gender of a lover is not important to me. I yeah. am, which is basically saying I'm pansexual. Yeah. Certainly saying I am queer, I'm not heterosexual. So these ticky tacky quotes can happen. And yeah, if that was like the only word on the matter, sure, I guess. But there's context is important. Mm-hmm. How about the context of Gillian Anderson having a full ass girlfriend? Okay, that was a very serious relationship. How about her saying later, I'm pansexual? So Taylor, you know, sort of jumbling out this quote, um, the context around that matters. And yeah. it's sort of a it's a it's a cherry picked quote. Um, it's it's not good debate or analysis, in my opinion. And there's so much other context around Taylor Swift's clearness. That's not the final word on the matter. Mm-hmm. Um, and, it, you know, even if Taylor Swift had said I'm heterosexual, as we just heard. A celeb can say that and it not be the truth. Exactly. Now, would I treat, you know, treat all the matter differently? Would I probably talk about a little differently about it and have, you know, different topics on my podcast if Taylor Swift said I am heterosexual? Yes, probably. But it would not even prove anything. Right. Um, except that she felt like saying that at some point. Yeah, because, uh, yeah, there's that. And then also closeting exists. We've said it a million times. And to be honest, to insist that this cherry-picked quote, to pick through an interview and put a couple sentences together and, you know, sift out this community I'm not a part of line is pretty homophobic to insist. Like, yeah, it's it's homophobic to insist that if that closeting doesn't exist, that Thank um, you. being coy about your sexuality doesn't exist. Only straight people, I'm sorry, only straight people expect to have a Kurt Hummel you know, special episode, episode. of yes, a TV show literally. to, you know, literally. just for someone to come out and say, I am a gay, yeah. I am a queer, I only wear rainbow, yeah. I am gay, gay, gay. And yeah. that's the only thing you need to know about me. Mm-hmm. Straight people expect that. And if Taylor doesn't do something as explicit as that, they're saying she, you know, she isn't queer. And it's homophobic because the closet exists. And, you know, it's, it's, it's Listen, not their place to suggest fucking- that it doesn't. The fucking irony of straight being default and yet expecting queer people to speak up when it's not the default is so funny to me. I don't have to come out as straight. Okay, well, right. I shouldn't have to come out as gay, you right. know? And, like, the good allies out there are like, we shouldn't even have, like, a coming out day, right? Like, everything should be, no one should be having to talk about this. Agreed. But that's not the world we live in. And that's not the world we live in in 2022 still. Truly, literally, period so yes you know it's it a moot point it's come on people uh, think about what you're thinking and saying okay 100 like, come on now um so yeah as you said we'll round this out a little bit she has taylor's gotten rich fucking stinking rich from airing you know her dirty laundry other people's dirty laundry she outed scooter Braun having a fair in her song mad woman mm-hmm. <laughs> 
<laughs> so she talked about Scooter Braun's love life in a song. She gossiped about Spo- Scooter Braun on a song mm. and said he's cheating on his wife. Now, Scooter, he probably deserved it. Um, His kids didn't. You know, his kids didn't deserve that extra scrutiny. But Taylor waded into the mess and aired all his dirty laundry. If Taylor can gossip about people's love lives, why can't we? So Perfect. Beautiful. Okay, that's y'all. That's my question for you. This is going to go into, uh, we're going to go a little bit more rapidly through um, some of the more fun parts of this conversation now. Now that you're on board with us and you're like, yeah. You, you're vibing. This bitch is fucking gay. Oh my God. I want to go like listen to these songs. I am here for this. Thank you so much, Cam and Jenna. Let's get into some of the funnier thing, fun things. Um, the ships of it all. Okay. So there's many Ships meaning is a phrase that the millennials <laughs> and us use uh, for to mention a relationship. And mm-hmm. that happened. And they usually have fun little names. And so there's a handful of ones that we think are potentially related to women she's dated. Go ahead, Kim. Well, this is just what the fandom has. This is definitely not thing, not all things I believe in. Mm-hmm. And not so the fandom's not a monolith, right? But I'm going to name them so you know what people are talking about mm-hmm. when they say it. Tamley is this idea that when Taylor was 16, she dated her bandmate, uh, Emily Poe. I don't buy into this. Emily was a lot older than Taylor, like fully an adult, um, finished with college, and it would be creepy if anything went down. Did yeah. Taylor have a big fat crush on Emily? Maybe. I, I would buy that. Um, so Tamily is Taylor Swift and Emily Poe way back in the early days. Um, let's talk about Huffler. Huffler is something I um, coined uh, after I did a deeper dive on the relationship between Julianne Huff, who was famous for being a dancer and a country singer, and Taylor Swift. Julianne and Taylor were really close for a while. And go look at the pictures of them um, going to Katy Perry's birthday party together. It's very much date night vibes. Julianne is also out as queer now, the only alleged ex that is officially out. So we love that for her. Um, Tay Liz. This is Taylor and her, her bandmate Liz Hewitt. This is another one. I don't know that I think there's a lot to, but um, they sure look fl- flirty on the Speak Now tour and spend a lot of time together. Go watch Taylor and Liz performing better than Revenge on the Speak Now tour. Like I said, I don't, I, I you know, I love it, but I'm not sure that anything happened there, but that's okay. It still exists. Uh, Swift Gron. This is Taylor Swift and Diana Agron of Glee. This is my expertise. I do <laughs> like to think that something happened here. And if you want to know more, uh, listen to my podcast episode, Intro to Swift Gron, or perhaps go check out my Swift Gron Master Post, swiftgronmasterpost.tumblr.com. I also have a Swift Gron playlist on TikTok that will really tell you everything you need oh, to know. that is a must watch please listen people i will link it it is a must watch right (sighs) um and uh, Diana seems to be queer as well though she's not as explicitly out as Julianne Hoff she's halfway there um let's talk about Kaylor the most famous ship usually everybody's favorite ship I'm a little less interested in this ship because kind of a lot of the research that's to be done on it has already been done but I fuck with some Kaylor um that's between Taylor and Carly Kloss uh Victoria's Secret model Carly Kloss um they were very very close from 2014 to 2016 they spent a lot of time together spent birthdays together traveled together mm-hmm. um and you know uh go it's, look at pictures of them it's looking good. at each other it's fun you can it's see fucking it. fun if yeah, you're if you're new fun. if you're new to Gaylor you're gonna have a fucking good time 
Right. Um, be careful with your Kaler content because some people take it a lot further. There's a small niece of the fandom that like says they're still together, even though Carly Kloss has now had a baby with her husband, uh, Josh Kushner. Yes, that Josh Kushner, brother to Jared Kushner. Carly is now sisters-in-law with uh, Ivanka Trump. So we don't love that, but 2014 to 2016 Kaler, that's some good shit. Anything beyond that, I don't really think anything was going on. I think they broke up in 2016, but that's just me. Carly Kloss, Taylor Swift, everybody loves Kaler. Let's talk about what I almost think is the crown jewel of all the, well, I don't really know, but um, Tilly, Tilly. um, So I did not invent Tilly, what some people might, some people might say I did, but I didn't. If you go back to Taylor's old L chat forum page um, in 2016, when Carly goes away, Taylor started getting real close and hang out a lot with Victoria's Secret model, Lily Donaldson. I think I've seen this film before. Um, they traveled together, spent special holidays like Halloween and Thanksgiving together. And um, Lily is, you know, she's got a toe out of the closet and has allegedly um, dated Brianna before Taylor. Fucking so good for her. We know she loves a pop star. There's some real juicy pictures of Lily mm-hmm. and Rihanna getting down in a club. And um, somebody also like tweeted like, that was at an event saying, oh, Lily and Rihanna are making out. So we love that. Um, I'm Taylor- a huge, I'm one of the big Tilly believers. A lot of people don't like to get into it, but I love a Tilly truth well, moment. <laughs> I will. What I will say is that a lot of people, for some reason, have an emotional attachment to Kaler. Mm-hmm. A lot of people came into the fandom while Kaler was going on or at the tail end of Kaler. And um, a lot of people want like all of Taylor's last four albums to be about Carly. Mm -hmm. To me, that doesn't make sense. Taylor and Carly very publicly quit hanging out in 2016 and Lily went up Taylor's ass. But um, people can believe what they want to believe. I don't, but that's okay. Um, So Tilly sometimes meets some resistance because a lot of people have an emotional attachment to the idea that like the Lover album is about Carly. People really want that to be true. I think a lot of it's about Joe. So like, I I think a lot of it is a mix. I think all the Right. problems are a mix of a lot of right. these different muses i mean the one is literally about swift ground like you can't yeah. like it could be it, it could, could be. be i'm no i'm sorry y'all you know i go <laughs> <laughs> we have a thing i don't know if i told you this cam there's a, a ongoing joke in my date card pod listeners of jnon which is so i'm jenna so it's like the QAnon. Oh, but so i like have some fucking crazy shit that i've come up with over the years uh-huh. some some of it has come true but most of it not of course so yeah i'm on my jnon shit y'all know this so it's fine um, but yeah. Uh, yeah that's a good one and then the last one you didn't write but uh toey um sure i guess the <laughs> potential relationship between taylor swift and zoe kravitz it's there's not much to that one but it's but god is I it love hot it. yeah I'm god would it be it. hot so yeah um, catwoman of yeah. dreams okay yeah. let's get into our glossary because if you are new to this you're gonna start diving into this because again like you said you've decided to fuck with us and you believe this oh you're ready to get into it so when yeah. you start getting into Gaylor and you go on either talk TikTok, the subreddit, there's a subreddit for um, Gaylor. And then there's also Gaylor Twitter. And of course, Tumblr, as Cam has alluded to, uh, you're going to see a lot of words thrown around and you might get a little confused. And we're going to give you some brief rundowns, just like some, you know, the backstory smidge so you can go into it knowing a little bit what you're what you're doing. Yeah. And one more warning. If you do go to the Reddit or Gaylor Twitter, I mean, feel free, jump in, dive, find what feels fun to you. If you see people talking shit about me, it's because of that Tilly stuff we just talked about. People really don't like Tilly. I'm a bit of a believer. I got some 
behind the scenes tea about Tilly and no one wants to believe that um, except for like my niche and my fandom mm-hmm. um, or not my fandom but my niche of the fandom mm-hmm. um, we, a lot of us have bought into it but a lot of people haven't and that has not endeared me to a lot of people who are really really loving Kaler and I hate that um, but it is fine people can like what they like and dislike whoever they want including me but there's a little warning if you go to some of these more mainstream Gaylor places so, um, so let's so talk about some stuff do you want me to just rattle off yeah yeah okay so if you see people mention kissgate kissgate in his event where carly and taylor were allegedly caught on video kissing i don't know that i see that there but they're certainly embracing and there's a lot of hubbub about kissgate people think dancing with our hands tied is about kissgate i kind of agree with them i do yeah um, I, it, Betty dancing with your, yeah listen to it <laughs> that's a oh, real gay song real gay song you have to listen to dancing with our hands tied i loved you in secret come on come on come on ah! okay so <laughs> betty gate betty gate was um when taylor went uh, you know gave some expl- explanation for betty trying to shut like it kind of just signaled to hetler's betty is a really gay song but it kind of signaled to hetler's taylor really went out of her way to say it's from a male's perspective blah 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 and um twitter got into such an uproar that hetler's or mean people who think taylor Swift is straight and not only think taylor Swift is straight but have sort of formed a community to bully gaylers mm-hmm. so there's swifties that think taylor's straight and leave us alone that's fine they're just swifties they don't dig our content that's great i don't that's dig fine. theirs we don't have to fuck with each other hetler's Purposely seek out Gaylers and harass them. Um, so Hetlers, including, they went and got a, I believe, a queer minor's identity and doxed them to their family and outed them. Um, or I should say doxed them and outed them to their family. Mm-hmm. So um, if you are going to get involved in Gaylor, I would recommend leave your real name and face out of it. That's just a pro tip for me beware of betty gate shirt gate shirt gate is a diana thing um where diana agron wore a shirt that said likes glee on the uh uh like where diana agron wore oh, a shirt what a, that said, hold on, what a brave woman that says i like glee. <laughs> likely i know i know so bold of her she came out as liking glee no her shirt actually said likes girls um on the glee live tour there was a big backlash everybody said oh my god diana's come out um and then she walked it back go watch my shirt gate video it is pinned to the top of my tiktok grammy gate grammy gate is where taylor basically bent the rules of the grammys to get joe alwyn a grammy um if you see people referencing grammy gate it is in reference to joe having a grammy that he probably doesn't deserve um the i theory the i theory is a butt fucking insane theory that i do not buy into at all but for some reason it is very popular with people a a homophobic uh straight woman on tumblr made it up but um it's the idea that carly Kloss's eye is on the reputation uh album cover i do not believe this at all and i have a great debunking post for it if anyone wants to see it but if you see anyone talk about the eye theory they're talking about in my opinion a pretty out hit out there theory um that carly's eye is actually on the reputation album cover um, the third Polaroid, another Kaler theory. The third Polaroid is um, at one point, Carly and Taylor were hanging out, partying. They posted um, an Instagram post that included an image that you could see. There's three Polaroids, but you can only see the two Polaroids. You can only see two of them. So the third Polaroid is the lost um, Polaroid of the fandom. People say, oh, what if they're kissing on it? What if it's something about the relationship on that Polaroid? I think they probably just took a bunch of pictures and didn't show everyone. But the third Polaroid is sort of... Um, the white whale of the Gaylor fandom. Mm. 143. 143 is a code that means I love you. It was popularized by Mr. Rogers. And also it's was the code of a lighthouse. It became known as the I love you lighthouse. One, I, mm. four, love, three, you. It's the letters of the words. Diana has used this code 143 um, seemingly in reference to Taylor. And Taylor has come back and used it. Uh, she made lover four minutes 
or sorry, three minutes and 41 seconds long. So it's 143 backwards. Um, SNL. SNL is when Taylor was the guest <laughs> 2019 um, SNL, where Phoebe Waller-Bridge was the host and Diana Agron surprised everybody <laughs> five years after she and Taylor maybe allegedly dated six years after even um, showed up uh, to see the performance. Now, my I believe that Diana probably went because she's a huge Phoebe Waller-Bridge stan who was hosting. But um, in the after party notes, it said that um, in Taylor Swift's inner circle was so-and-so, so-and-so, and Glee alum Diana Agron. So it looks like they said hi to each other um, and caught up that night and perhaps providing the... Um, the the inspiration for the song the one uh taylor's myspace taylor had a public myspace back in her early country days we're talking 2007 2008 where she acted really gay and talked about her friend's boobs and um said if i were a boy i'd be dating you things like that so we love that um and if you can find, pause real quick like I, sure. if you're straight and you say like well that's like whatever that's like it just like girls being girls I, I agree with you, but when gay girls are being gay girls, but are like closeted, that's how they act. So Agreed. you might not eventually come out because you aren't, but gay girls do act like that. And then they come out like that's Agreed. So again, we're just adding to like the long list of context. Agreed. Um, the inside source at Glee. <laughs> this came from a snafu where Taylor tweeted that she had an inside source at Glee that told her they were playing her song. The Glee episode airs. The song isn't on there, but Diana's character hooks up with Naya's character. We love a little River Gron. Um, we love a little Quintana, their characters' names. Um, and the idea is that Diana tricked Taylor into watching the episode. I disagree with this because one, Diana's not a bitch. She's known to be very, very sweet. I've spoken with people who've worked with her, people in the outskirts of her social circles. She is a very, very sweet person. Uh, furthermore, it was not secret information that uh, Diana's character and Naya's character were going to hook up. Um, Quintana was marketed in all the ads. It wasn't some big surprise twist in the episode. People mm-hmm. knew they were going to hook up. Third of all, Court Overstreet did confirm that a few episodes later that season, he was supposed to sing I Knew Your Trouble for the Guilty Pleasure episode. Taylor Swift was going to be um, his uh, character's guilty pleasure. Um that got canceled. So it's possible that Taylor heard about that, uh, mixed up her dates and tweeted that regardless the episode airs, Taylor's song isn't in it. She leads the tweet. Everybody says Diana tricked her. I don't, but the inside source at Glee, that's the story behind that tweet. Uh, Lizzo fanfic. At one point, Lizzo was on a live and she started writing a fanfic about her and Taylor hooking up. <gasps> I didn't um, even know about this one. Girl. Okay. We'll talk about it later, but, oh. um, the, the Babe music video. Taylor Swift uh, designed a music video for the song Babe that she did with Sugarland that was released in 2018. It is a shot-for-shot remake of um, a 2014 Sam Smith music video that Diana Agron starred in. Uh, I have a um, TikTok about this. Scroll to the bottom of my feed. It's one of the earlier Swift Ground videos. Swift Ground Part 2, I believe. Um, the so Babe music funny. video it's is so petty. unhinged. Shot-for-shot remake. <laughs> Taylor should be sued for plagiarism. Uh, James is a girl. So on the Folklore album, there was a love triangle between James, Betty, and August, or Augustina, whatever you want to call her. Um, James is supposedly the male protagonist that gets in this love triangle with two women. However, the character of James was named after Blake Lively's daughter. And of course, Taylor was named for James Taylor. That is why she has the name Taylor. She was named after James Taylor. So Gaylers like to say, uh, James is a girl. If they're talking about the love triangle, it's a gay love triangle because it's three women because and, James is a girl. Exactly. And just and go listen to Betty, 
August. And what is there a third song? Cardigan. Cardigan. Go listen to those three songs with that now in your mind that James is a girl, whether you believe it or not, but just do it as a thought experience. You'll have a good time. Right. Um, the Riptide cover in 2014, oh, uh, Taylor covered the song Riptide and she said, I wanted to hear what it would be like if a girl sang it before she covered it. And then she sang it as is, which is a love song for a monk. So she didn't change any pronouns. She didn't change, you know, the the love subject of the song, which is a woman. But she makes this big deal about how she's a girl and she's going to sing this love song for a woman. Um, she also the lyric, the song also concludes the song also includes the lyric closest thing to Michelle Pfeiffer that I've ever seen. Carly Kloss looks quite a bit like Michelle Pfeiffer. And the year before this cover happened, Diana Agron had played Michelle Pfeiffer's daughter. So whatever girl you want to hook it up to, we can. Um, Uh, Please watch the video. Um, It is the happiest you'll ever see Taylor Swift. Look, it makes me cry every time. It's beautiful. And it's a beautiful song and it's It's a great cover. Yeah. Um, The note on the door. So this this one is the eye of my existence, but (laughs) Holy Ground is a song that is heavily applied to diana even though to me it doesn't make sense that it should be it was written really before they were together and it's a breakup song how is she going to write a breakup song before she even gets with this girl but i digress mm-hmm. um the song includes the lyric i left a note on the door with a joke we'd made um now this lyric was written in february of 2012 but in april of 2012 late april of 2012 diana had her 30th birthday it was a circus themed birthday party at her house diana had the tradition for guests to sign her bathroom her downstairs bathroom walls and doors and somebody left a note on the door that said um i'm a little kitty and i ner- need to nurse um so i don't fall victim to predators or something Please. like that taylor was dressed up as a cat that night so perhaps she wrote that note on the door with a joke that they'd made mm-hmm. however the lyric was written before um that party happened so i'm very skeptical it's also a breakup song taylor wouldn't be writing breakup songs about diana before they even really got together um but that's the holy ground analysis people like to talk about it a lot um but if you'll notice i do something that i call like timeline based analysis Mm. so if taylor wrote a song when she was not spending time with a person Mm. um it's probably not about that person if that makes any sense Mm. particularly if it's a breakup song before she's ever even gotten with that person but that's the note on the door we already talked about what hetlers are hetlers are not just Swifties who think Taylor's straight. Hetlers are people who aggressively defend Taylor Swift's alleged heterosexuality. And can I just point out, these people run around screaming and insisting. We do not um, speculate on people's sexualities. And then they say, Taylor's straight. Not speculating on her sexuality. Mm-hmm. Hetlers are annoying, rude, dumb, and boring. And violent. Um, By lore is the word that isn't used as much as we said Bi-lore, earlier. Yeah. Gaylor is a fun rhyme. But Byler is the concept that you believe that Taylor Swift is by. Um, I am a Byler. Yes. Technically. Um, and I feel like we should make that word more popular. Yeah, we probably should. Um, Swifty, of course, you guys know what Swifties are. They're Taylor fans that don't get involved in the drama. And then Lesler has not taken off, but it is a word I made up for people who think that Taylor is a lesbian. Lesler. I don't know. Can we make that take off? <laughs> maybe, maybe not. Um, <laughs> so we've had all that fun. Let's bring it down a little. Let's talk about rules that I have, at least for my community. So you go do whatever you want to do, but I think these are healthy guidelines to employ when you're talking about a celeb's personal life. Um, So let's talk about um, dark shipping, but which is actually just harassment. So 
Um, we never want people to ever contact a celeb or person in a celeb's life that is being gossiped about. Mm -hmm. We never want to see comments about songs or rumors on their Instagrams. We don't want to see it on their friends' Instagrams. We don't want to see it tweeted at them. We don't want to see it on their TikTok comments. Um, if you're a fan of this person, you can say, Hey, I'm a fan of you, or Hey, I love your outfit, or Hey, that's a great so-and-so. Um, we do not want to bring this to celebs front doors on social media and certainly not in real life. If you get a chance to meet one of these people, we do not talk about the gossip, about the ships, about the the rumors that needs to all stay in a fandom lane that needs to stay in our lane. Um, that is just the healthiest thing to do. And it's to me, it is the most important rule and is the most important boundary. Say Taylor Swift is gay till you're blue in the face keep it out of her twitter mentions right um yeah don't go into fucking diana egron's comment section and be like please do not you know blah, blah, you know reference taylor like is songs. one thing yeah taylor's one thing but yeah. a lot of these women do not have publicists their their limelight has faded they're in the limelight their their star has faded um they are interacting on their social media mm -hmm. um taylor's probably not carly's probably not but um a lot of these people who are smaller definitely do interact. I've had Liz Hewitt DM'd one of my friends and it was thankfully nothing to do with Gaylor or anything. Um, but uh, it was my friend just mentioned a song that Liz had written a long time ago and Liz DM'd her and said, how do you know about the song? So, um, yeah, you know, some of these people do see it. We never want that. We want a really healthy boundary because, you know, one point maybe that Hitlers make um, if if they're talking to the right people, if they say, you know, oh, it's very invasive and creepy to contact a celeb about that. I agree. We need a healthy boundary and we do not need to give people any reason to hate us more than they do. And this um, rule applies to like the the intense Swifties out there that are out yes, there. And of course, yes. not all of them. But it, that's why we're saying this applies to that because when, you know, uh, all too well, 10 minute came out. You know, fucking Jake is getting death threats. Yes. Like that we is not, not okay. That. So right. it doesn't matter what side of any of that you're on. So it's just crazy because people don't realize they're like, this is invasive when when they're literally typing 20 scarf emojis under his fucking posts. You know, like do you what do you guys not understand? So this is a rule for everybody. Don't do that shit. <laughs> yes. So yeah. A hundred percent. None of us need to be doing things like that. Obviously, like in my fandom, we don't allow for any racism, homophobia, transphobia, any form of bigotry. Lately, I think the fandom's been having a problem with biphobia mm -hmm. because um, mm -hmm. Taylor has said, oh, this song's about Joe Alwyn. Whenever Taylor mentions Joe, there's a new wave of Gaylers that finally accept that, yes, he is her real boyfriend. And then a lot of them start to say, damn it, she's straight. She's queer baiting. Guys, bisexual women, by definition, are attracted to men as well as women. So yeah. Yeah. that does not make her any less queer. Yeah. We do not want to erase her queerness. We do not want to erase her bisexuality if that's indeed how she identifies. And it seems like she does. Um, so let's, you know, we want to watch. We don't want to be assholes about this. Um I also just have a note, like, this is for me, but I think apply it to any Gaylor creator or any Gaylor you meet. Like, let's assume we're all here in good faith. Mm -hmm. um, let's not troll people. Let's not be unfair to people. Let's not be, like, pedantic or have pissing matches about things that aren't really important. Let's just generally be respectful to people. Let's show up in good faith. Let's not try to start shit. You know, um, there's a lot of disagreements uh, in the fandom, mm -hmm. as, as you've probably heard. Some people, oh, Taylor had to be this, or Taylor has to be a lesbian, or Joe can't be real, or, you know, there's a lot of disagreements. Um, I found, you know, 
if you're out in the wild, you know, people will come to my blog and I'll just share my opinion and I won't apologize for it. But if you're out in the wild, you know, uh, it's, it's usually best to agree to disagree and mm-hmm. it's, it can be hard. We can be so sure of our beliefs <laughs> but, you know, and that's a lesson. That's something I have to remember. Um, but if you do disagree with someone, let's remember disagreement does not equal abuse. Yes. Someone disagreeing with you is not a personal attack on you. And again, mm-hmm. it's, it's, if someone's bugging you and just not seeing what you're seeing, Hey, move on, agree to disagree. It's going to make your life a lot easier. Um, also, and this can be hard. And this is a reminder we all need sometimes, myself included. Yes. It's healthiest not to seek out fandoms that we quote unquote disagree with and try to quote unquote educate them or quote unquote convert them. Um, for example, if you think Taylor Swift is gay, let's not seek out people who think she's straight. I have to remember this on Twitter. Um, or people that ship her with Joe Alwyn and try and tell them they ought to think otherwise. Uh, it's just going to make people dislike you. And that can lead to abuse of the whole fandom. Um, if you think, you know, a ship is better. If you think Kaler is better than Tilly or Swiftron is better than Kaler. That's all well and good, but let's leave people who have, you know, priorities with other ships. Um, let's leave people alone. You know, if people want to, to discuss with you, great. But like, yeah, if yeah. you hear me and you hear I'm really into Swiftron and you go read my Swiftron master post and you're like, this is the best ship. It has the most evidence. Diana's so hot. How could anyone, you know, think anything but Swiftron? That's fine. Um, don't go find someone who's who feels that way about Kaler and like bug them about it. And and yeah. these are rules of thumb that we all need to remember and myself included. Um, and then briefly, I want to go over a few guidelines. Um, I've been doing this for several years, as Jenna mentioned. Um, this is this helps me understand like ships and secret relationships and secret queer secrets um in a like a more grounded and rational way. So the first thing, this these are sort of guidelines I've established. The first thing is I like to call the Bailey standard. So we talked about <laughs> Bailey. Bailey is Becca Tilly and Haley Kyoko. I knew Becca Tilly and Haley Kyoko were dating before they made that public. And mm-hmm. a lot of other people did too. Mm-hmm. Now, I knew it because I got some tea on it. But also um, Becca and Haley lived together. They traveled together. They interacted heavily on social media. Um, they shared clothes. They, shared they clothes. were always referencing yeah. each mm-hmm. other. Um, and of course, Haley is queer. Uh, you know, those these are all things that we can see. Oh, okay, those people are dating. And that's why I wholeheartedly made a Bailey episode six to eight months before they came out. I knew because I I applied the standard of, you know what? If two people are living together, sharing clothes, taking their vacations together, Becca would also follow Haley around on work, mm. um, tra- traveling together for pleasure and for work, uh, and interacting really heavily on social media. You know what? You can go ahead and say they're dating. So I think a lot of Gaylers have an issue with applying the Bailey standard. And of course, like most, almost all of them don't know what that is. It's something I made up. But um, so, you know, a lot of people want to say that Taylor Swift and Carly Kloss kept dating all the way up until 2019. Well, the problem with that is in 2016, in the fall of 2016, Taylor moved to London. Carly stayed in New York. They were not seen together. Uh, for two years and then they were seen together once and then in the four years following they have not been seen together again so to me this doesn't meet the bailey standard they're living in separate continents separate cities um they're not traveling together they're you gotta like they're on not Instagram interacting once in a while. yeah exactly they're not yeah 
but they're not interacting much on social media. Obviously, whatever they had, that's in stark contrast to what was going on from 2014 to 2016 when they were heavily interacting on social media together, um, traveling for pleasure. Carly went to several 1989 tour dates. Carly supposedly had a room in her apartment, et cetera. You know, like things like that. Et cetera, et cetera. Although I'm kind of skeptical about that, but that's neither here nor there. They were spending a huge amount of time together. If you want to say they're dating, fine, I buy into it. But when the Bailey standard falls off, when they stop spending all that time together, when they stop sharing clothes, when they stop living on the same continent, I'm done with it. I'm done with it. So that's something I call the Bailey standard. And if a ship you're looking into doesn't meet that standard, I wouldn't spend a lot of time on it. Of course, get into whatever you want. But if um, if you want to think two celebs are secretly dating, you need some receipts. You need to see them spending time together, traveling together, uh, interacting on social media, spending downtime together, um, interacting with each other's work, and so on and so forth. You can apply this to straight relationships, too, if you want to see if it's PR or not. Right. So oh, my gosh. That's a good move. Yeah. Um, there you go. Fuck. So that is the Bailey standard, I think. If we're going to be interested in shipping, we should all be applying the Bailey standard to our ships. If they don't meet that standard, it might be fun. It might be a crack ship, but we're not really shipping it. Mm -hmm. Um, Let's talk about point two, uh, underline number two, Cam's razor. I just made this up the other night. Um, I was like, what is that? Cam's razor is where uh, nine times out of ten, if Taylor is doing something that seems to reference her sexuality, it isn't. It's just not. It's a misunderstanding or it is, you know, just something people are taking out of context or something people are reading too much into. For example, Taylor has been wearing a lot of magentas and reds and pinks. Um, Very much she's been wearing a 70s wallpaper aesthetic in her recent TikToks. Um, In other TikToks, other recent TikToks, she's also wearing other 70s aesthetics. She's been wearing avocado green. She's been wearing, you know, some grays and blacks and whites. So, you know, it's very much a 70s aesthetic. A lot of people take the pinks and, and magentas and reds to mean that she is trying to signal the lesbian flag that's all well and good but cam's razor nine times out of ten nine times out of ten it's not taylor's not signaling the lesbian flag because you can apply it you there's another answer for it and the mm-hmm. answer for it is these reds and maroons and dark browns and, and pinks are uh, and oranges those are 70s aesthetic google 70s wallpaper aesthetic google 70s shirts 70s women's shirts aesthetic you will see all sorts of colors. You'll see avocado green. You will also see maroons, browns, uh, deep pinks, magentas, and oranges. That's just what the 70s aesthetic was. The Midnight's era is very much a 70s tribute era, and she's wearing 70s-esque clothes. Now, since there is another explanation other than it's gay, it's the other explanation. Cam's razor. That's some scrutiny we apply. Could she be referencing her sexuality? Maybe. One times out of 10. Two times out of 10, maybe. Yeah. One or two times out of ten. Flagging does exist and flagging is real. Um, 100%. Like a lesbian would buy that shirt she's wearing in the TikTok to wear to to, to potentially flag to somebody. Sure. And Um, if we hadn't gotten the other colors, the avocado greens, the deep browns that are all the same 70s aesthetic, I would say, okay, there's onto something. But um, I don't think Taylor is signaling the lesbian flag. Also, she's draped herself in enough bisexual pride flags for me to know that she's probably just bi. But, you know, that's neither here nor here. Neither here or there, um, there's an explanation for it outside of the gay reason. That's the explanation we're going to go with nine times out of 10. Um, 
I have another note that everyone should be well beware the Laradox. So if you've just heard me describe the Bailey standard, you probably know how I feel about Larry, who I think have been seen together once in the past 10 years, like something like, like it's not great. It's like last eight years, maybe. I think they haven't been seen together since 2015. I think they were at the same wedding together not that long ago, but they weren't pictured together. Oh. Um, I do not believe Louie and Harry dated. If you want to tell me they hooked up at the beginning of One Direction, yeah, maybe. I don't know. I don't think so, but they could have. Who am I to say? Um, but the Laradox is actually what you want to watch out for uh, uh fan service so louie and harry a lot of the reason people are so ferocious about larry is because the guys played with it a lot they gave a lot of fan service it got a lot of cheers um the shippers loved it so when louie and harry would joke that oh louie's my first crush and uh louie says oh i'd like to marry you harry um it was fan service and yeah. obviously closeted queer people closeted queer teens wouldn't say that in front of millions of people on camera yeah, yeah, right so they right. are just having fun um it's fan service so the laradox is sort of this paradox where the more um two people in an alleged ship reference the ship and play into it and play up the fan service the less i'm gonna believe it yeah oh um, yeah no yeah it's like there's too much it's like that's enough slices that's enough sli you're like you're okay something is happening because if you're closeted like a lot of the larrys believe they these two men were like violently closeted by right. sam and cowl and yeah. um if they were so so forced into the closet they wouldn't be making these hundreds of i want to suck his dick jokes you know like yes. that's it's and also they were um, teen boys too they I did mean, that with on. the other members of the band exactly. there was lots of ball taps and dick grabs yeah, and um yeah. harry said he wants to kiss niall and yeah, take niall on a date yeah, yeah, at yeah. one point somebody on stage asked harry what would he would do if he were a girl and he said i'd do niall so yeah. are niall and harry together or is that just silly goofy fan service it's the same thing so yeah. beware the laradox if two people that you're kind of into shipping are really playing it up and giving a lot of fan service particularly if they're not out as queer and like they're not just gay, like living their life, but they are assumed to be straight, but they're like having fun with it. Mm -hmm. That's probably a, you know, a Laradox moment. Your people are playing into things for attention and, and to sort of give the fans what they want. But people who are actually hiding secret queer relationships don't joke about it that much. They can a little. And yeah. Taylor, like Taylor played into Kayla a little bit. Of course, right. that makes me skeptical of the series. No, do not. Yeah, we, we don't have to start on that now. <laughs> um, and then one last note, I want you guys to beware the lousy effect. So this is another thing I made up. This is all stuff I've made up, but I think it's important. Um, the lousy effect. So lousy is the ship between Lauren Haregi of Fifth Harmony and Lucy Vives, a beautiful uh, model. Um, and they actually were dating. <laughs> They were confirmed to be dating. Mm. They actually grew up together. It's an adorable, beautiful little, the pop star and the model, aka Kaylor, but real. Not to say Kaylor's not real, but it but was literally Kaylor confirmed yeah. in real life. But guess what? All of Lauren's like gay little fans and little shipper fans wanted her to be with Camila Cabello. And so when right. Lauren and Lucy were outed, many of her fans rejected that. Mm. And they got lousy. They got Lauren, their fave, their beautiful bisexual um, queen, gorgeous voice, gorgeous woman, you know, had queer signaled a bit and people picked up on it and thought she was gay, but they thought she was with Camila. She was actually in real life dating Lucy Vivas. This is confirmed by both of them. Uh, and there was pictures of them kissing and Perez Hilton outed them. Um, so they uh, they came out and admitted the relationship and Lauren's fans rejected it. 
So the lousy effect is something I think we all need to, you know, look for. And it had, you know, for another good example is that, you know, everybody was so intent on saying Harry and Louie were dating of One Direction, you know, Larry, they Mm -hmm. were so intent on saying that, that when Harry started having sleepovers at Nick Grimshaw's house, Mm -hmm. uh, a gay man, an out gay man and um, driving they Harry would drive Nick's car around and they would spend a bunch of time together and have sleepovers and go out to clubs. And then Harry would sleep at Nick's and then leave wearing the same clothes that he wore the night before. And um, they would drive each other to work and uh, they took vacations together. And by the way, does this sound like they're meeting the Bailey standard? Yes. But all the Larry's rejected it, even though Nick is literally out as gay and was spending all this very suspicious time with their favorite presumed queer pop prince. They rejected it. Don't reject reality in favor of a ship you like Ooh. is the, is what we need to beware the lousy effect. I, I think something that's going to happen. Uh, sadly, I think if Taylor comes out as bisexual, everyone will insist she's a lesbian. They will reject the perfectly good queer status of bisexual, just yeah. like they rejected the perfectly good and confirmed ship of Lucy and Lauren. People went on Twitter and said, I think this is PR. Oh, they got uh, outed yeah. kissing at Lauren's aunt's wedding. Uh, like, uh, it's just, people uh, reject, you can't reject reality in favor of your pet theory, right? So beware the lousy effect. Yeah. If you have a fave and you're shipping them with someone, but then, you know, that fave does seem kind of queer and then they come out with someone else or they start spending real special Bailey effect, you know, Bailey standard time with with another queer person don't reject that reality for your pet fave ship and i think that's i think following those guidelines the bailey standard cam's razor beware the laradox and beware the lousy effect that's going to keep you really healthy on this journey all that said i'm not the boss of you i'm not your mom i can't tell you what to do do whatever you want jump in have fun with it make it yours um but i think those are healthy guidelines and and sort of boundaries to set for yourself yeah, I think it's really beautiful. And I think it's important. Well, I, yeah, it, like I said, you do whatever you want, have fun. And yeah, get into your get into your Kaler era, like 100%. Um, but yeah, if we get, you know, it, it's all it's just the same way we look at a lot of things, the more information we get about things, then you need to like be able to be open to like adjusting your, your out, you know, your outlook on something. And I think that's just a really important thing in being a a critical thinker and somebody who's coming to spaces engaged and not just on it for like a mission or whatever. And I guess we'll wrap this up with like, while we just literally recorded for an hour and a half about all of this very passionately, Cam and I both have full fledged normal lives where we care about lots of other fucking things. We are talking about something that is meaningful to us because queerness is meaningful to us. And feeling seen in a community is meaningful to us. I've talked about it many times on Cam's podcast and as well before. I feel very like I'm on a healing journey from my early gay trauma and Taylor Swift has helped me go through that. You know, support out queer women artists, support queer artists all over the place, support whoever, but also don't be mad if people have parasocial fun you know, uh, things that they get into because you have it too, you know, like think about the thing that you're really excited about in life and that you could do an hour and a half podcast on. If I invited you on right now to do an hour and a half podcast about something you really cared about, would somebody maybe think they need a hobby? You know, so just, just like think about that a little bit as you're doing this and uh, we're just having fun. And I ultimately 
just think it's a beautiful there's a lot of beauty to dissecting and learning queer history and being in a community it's just like as simple as that at the end of the day, I am not here for Taylor Swift. I am here for the beautiful people who yes. read my blog, yes. interact on my content, mm-hmm. and are in my Discord and in my podcast community. Um, a bunch of beautiful queer people and a few allies are along for the ride, too, yes. and they're just as welcome. Um, those people mean the world to me. Mm-hmm. And Taylor Swift uh, may be what we all have, an interest we all have in common and something we enjoy dissecting and talking about. Um it's not about her and um, you know, she could fall off the face of the earth tomorrow and I would still love all those people. And I would find something else to talk about with those people. Mm -hmm. If that sounds fun to you, if you want to be part of a community that, yeah, maybe we're a little tacky. We like a little gossip just as much as the next normal human um, come through and we're going to have a good time and, and we're going to heal. We're going to heal together. I think anyone who's listening to this, who's been a part of the bachelor franchise in a critical thinking space, well, I can relate this to you in the way that we many, um, many times we have this conversation in our fandom about how the bachelor is a microcosm of our society. And that is why progressive queer people are still in the space, like myself, having conversations about it, because it is not done in a vacuum. And is the bachelor important? No, but the topics I like to talk about matter. And so, yeah, you know, I think it's a beautiful thing. And I, I love you all so much for being here and sticking through this. And this is something that Cam and I've been talking about for like a month. We're really excited about this. And if you have somebody who you think might enjoy it, please share this episode with them. Let them know we have a good old time and let them know we get into fucking everything. Like this is going to go down in the history books. I'm so grateful for you, Cam. Oh. I'm grateful for you guys and just thank you for lending me your ears and Jenna yes. thank you for being my rock in this trying time of pre-album madness that it's, I have found myself in fucked, man. it is <laughs> fucked it really really is it really is fucked um I think we already mentioned up top but of course we'll mention it now you can find Cam at what I will say podcast on all of your podcast listening platforms you can go to what I will say uh dot tumblr dot com what I will say tumblr.com. Find me on Instagram at what I will say. Find me on TikTok uh, at what I will say. I have a lot of fun, different fun on all those different platforms. So come fuck with me. Yeah. Um, we'll have a great time. And and for my listeners, you guys know you can find Jenna at Date Card Pod uh, wherever you get your social media. Mm-hmm. So yeah, guys. with that, love you. Stay safe. Stay well. Stay hydrated during this last you know nine or so days before midnight's comes out. Absolutely. And um you know, take a lot of these things into it. When we, when we get, get something or don't get something in the next month or so, you know, I think it's really important to come into this in a grounded way. So I really appreciate y'all listening and until next time, I don't actually have a sign out. <laughs> Gaslight Gatekeep Girl Boss is ours. And I want you all to be doing it all the way up until the midnight moon wanes and we get the album. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Daycard Pod. Make sure you're following us on Instagram at Daycard Pod and follow your hosts at Jenna with a Smile and at Drunk Feminist. Daycard Pod is produced by Andrew Olson. You can follow him on Instagram at Androne. Our music is by Jet Overly. Follow and support him on Instagram at Jetty Boy James. And our logo design is by Michaela Jane. You can find her work at MichaelaJane.com and on Instagram at Michaela Jane. Drop a review on iTunes if you're nasty like that. Bye. Bye! Oh, hello. It's me, the ghost who haunts your phone. <laughs> <laughs>
Just kidding, it's actually me, Avalon, the host of Boohaha, which is a thing that I do. A podcast, if you will, that happens some weeks, not all. Don't wait up, it's fine, we'll call you. Shut up. Anyway, it's about ghosts and tangents. Mostly tangents, if I'm being entirely honest. So join me each and every week-ish as I gather the funniest people I know to a campfire that I build in my living room and then regale them with spooky tales of boogans and googas. Oh, also, it's a comedy podcast, if that wasn't clear from the vibe, you know. For more podcasts like the one you just listened to, go to SoBelowMedia.com. This, this is As Above, So Below.